Surviving R. Kelly, the Lifetime documentary series is all the rage all over social media and Chance the Rapper is in hot water for something that he said. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk about a Trump tweet referencing Game of Thrones with him and the font from Game of Thrones saying the wall is coming and people's reaction to that and how moronic it is. And then we're going to talk about this little video that we saw on World Star Hip Hop before the episode started where they ask 100 people how much money they make. And then we're going to tie that video into what does it mean to be smart? You hear the word, oh, you're smart. He's smart. She's smart. What does it mean to be smart in the real world? All that on this episode of Hanging with Apes. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up? This is K Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter, follow us at Hanging With Apes. Go on over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Go on over to audioapesmusic.com, listen to our music. And then for all of those out there that don't use Twitter, you could go on over to Instagram and follow us at Hanging With Apes. We're not as active on Instagram, but that's one of our goals for this year is to get more active on Instagram. So if you follow us, we have all the incentive to get more active on Instagram. Please do. Please be active. Kicking it off. Surviving R. Kelly. Everybody's talking about this Lifetime documentary series. I've heard about it. I've been asked if I watched it. I have not. I don't really have an interest in watching it. But what I am interested in is this Twitter backlash that's taking place right now against Chance the Rapper for having worked with R. Kelly and him now apologizing for working with R. Kelly, but something that he said in not valuing what the victim said because they were black women. What are your take? What are your takes or your opinions on that situation? Well, <clears throat> the way um the way it popped up, like well, you had sent me like the little article about From it. Rolling Stone. Yeah, it was a Rolling Stone article. And when I read it, cause, cause was it yesterday when it was kind of like the, the outrage about yeah. it and you know how, how Twitter gets, they'll start, <laughs> they'll start going crazy on you. Um, so everyone's like, Oh, you have to apologize. Oh, I can't believe chance the rapper on this, this and that. And then what, what he said initially, which is what I gathered from, from, reading his comment was it was taking out of context so then i was like okay what did he say first of all and how was it taken out of context and this was what he said this is what his part of the documentary was we're programmed to really be hypersensitive to to black male oppression he added but black women are exponentially a higher oppressed and violated group of people just in comparison to the whole world. Maybe I didn't care because I didn't value the accuser stories because they were black women. Usually, niggas that get in trouble for shit like this on their magnitude of celebrity, it's light-skinned women or white women. That's when it's a big story. I've never really seen any pictures of R. Kelly's accusers, which led me to believe that the way he worded it might not have been an ideal way of wording it 
and that that's not what he meant. He might have meant that, oh, because they were black, that no one gave a shit. Right. But then here you come and you were telling me that he actually had like a whole paragraph. Explaining himself. Yeah. And essentially what he explained was not what you said, which would have made more sense. But instead what he said was that his views and opinions of the situation were expressed in that manner because he's indoctrinated, so to speak. So essentially saying that going the route of, oh, media gives us all these ideas and these thoughts, and I have these ideas and thoughts because of what is being fed to me, and that's why I express myself that way. And uh, this is the tweet. Anyone mentioning that I have black women in my family is deliberately missing the point. Regardless of the proximity of beneficial black women in your life or being black yourself, we are all capable of subconsciously discrediting black women and their stories because it's indoctrinated. So this is this is the problem with being woke if you will, like taking the woke route is you just dig a bigger hole for yourself. Yes. You could have said anything in the world that was way more logical and made way more sense, even in, in essence of, of just the law. Like if Mm. let's say I was in chance to rapper shoes and I'm getting backlash for having worked with R Kelly in recent times, I'd have been like, well, listen, I wasn't there when all these accusations took place. I wasn't there when when all of this stuff was taking place. What I know is the dude is a great musician. He's from Chicago like me. And that's really for the courts to decide. You know, if... if And whatever is decided off of it, yeah. it is what it is. And if even what's decided from that and what comes from it is people don't listen to the song that he and I made together... Well, then so be it. You don't listen to the record. But it's not my job to be the judge, jury, and executioner for this man that I really, I'm not, I haven't been there. And then then that's when you get into the whole, well, you know, because it's at the end of the day, it's accusations. We don't know like what's factual and what's not. And that's such a, to me, it's so crazy that more people don't use that. When it's like such an an easy way out, like listen, like uh, that, that that's for the courts to decide. That's not for me to decide. Yeah. But again, going back to how I first started, the, what I'm saying is when you take the woke route, like oh, you gotta be, you gotta be mindful of mental health, and you gotta be mindful of this the messages and the imagery that you're getting, and all this dumbass shit. Like listen, get all of that out of here because at the end of the day. The people that you're trying to appeal to by saying all of that, like, whack-ass shit, they're the ones turning against you anyway because it's the level-headed, sound, logic people aren't thinking that way. I never, in my wildest dreams, and you know this, and and, and a lot of people know this from, from if they listen to the show on a weekly basis, I'm not a big Chance the Rapper fan. I'm not a big R. Kelly fan. But I would never whole chance the rapper responsible for the actions of R. Kelly. No, like, I would never do dumb. that. Like I, that's they're two different people. 
I don't even correlate the two things. So a sound logical person, even if they don't like you and even if they're not your fan, won't do that. So you're just appealing to like emotional people that want to make baseless claims and want a reason to be outraged. Not only that, not only that, to add to your point, because you pretty much echoed my sentiments about the whole situation, which is, I'm not about to get blamed for this dude shit, first of all. Second of all, is is this shit like being handled at the courts? Because it's not. There's a documentary about this shit. So at this point, to me, making music with R. Kelly, like I don't even like what did I do wrong? Like I, what am I supposed to be 24-7 fucking surveilling him, surveilling everyone that I do music with now? And then if so... Obviously, not only am I doing a shit job, but so so is the legal system because he's he's not being held, you know, accountable for this shit. So let's take whatever people are saying with a grain of salt. Like, okay, they said it. It might be true. It might not be true. Like you said, let the courts handle it. So I agree with that. But then what, what gets me is when he's saying, oh, we're indoctrinated. We're indoctrinated. Oh, like I, I, we, we were trained. You're 25 fucking years old. You're not a fucking high school kid who's finding his way, who might, you know, you're 25 years old. You're, you're, uh, is he a Grammy winner or he's been nominated, right? You've, you've been Grammy nominated. You've, you've, you know, you're up there like, and you're a writer. You know, like, I don't know. To me, it's like, that just echoes like bullshit to me. Like you, you tried to take the woke route, but like, come on to, to, to read. Cause I like, think about the comment that you didn't value black like what does what <laughs> that's that's stupid so i the only sound way that i could have like been like okay this is that makes sense was again like kind of like how i thought that that what he said was taken out of context in the sense that okay it's he was taking the race route it was oh you know since it was black women no one cared so because i never saw a picture that makes sense it's still like dumb but but it, it would make sense. At the end of the day, though, you also have to take account, take in account that Twitter is just one realm. Like Twitter is really just outrage. That's what it is. It's like a, a, a place where you vent, a place where you say how you feel, mm-hmm. and it's like that's one realm of things. But like, not everyone is on Twitter, and 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 really, not a lot of people are gonna. You shouldn't. You shouldn't look at what people are tweeting and say, "Oh, you got a pot." You don't gotta. No. Yeah, live by your own rules. Definitely. And 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 most. And even if it's not just the Twitter people that are upset, other people are upset. Yeah. Still, if you don't feel like it warrants an apology, and like you don't feel like you did anything wrong, which in yes. this case, I don't feel like he did anything wrong. Yes. Why are you apologizing? And that's and you pretty much just segued into the fact that like you should know. The decisions you've made, and you should just be content with, you know, with yourself. Like, okay, I didn't do this with malice. I didn't, like, I don't think that Chance the Rapper was sitting there and being like, oh, shit, I'm about to make a song with R. Kelly. I hope he didn't pee on this girl. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, today, <laughs> like, today, I was talking to somebody uh, uh, briefly about what we covered in, uh, it wasn't the last episode, I, if I'm not mistaken. It was the episode before last the whole uh, Kevin Hart thing. Yeah. And and I was talking to somebody at work about it. 
And, you know, one of the things that was brought up was how he apologized. And what I was what I was saying was that him being a comedian, I felt like he shouldn't have apologized. I feel like that's the problem with today's day and age is like everybody wants to like like, oh, because there's outrage. I want I got to apologize for this. I got to apologize for this. Stop no. apologizing yeah. for everything. Like, if you didn't do, like how you said, what you did with malice, if you didn't, you don't feel like you genuinely fucked up, if what you did was part of who you are or advancing your career or whatever the case, stop apologizing for it. That's the yeah. problem. And you're giving in to this outrage. But once you become a soldier of the wokeness, yeah. you have to. You have, you yeah. can't, there's no going back. And that's the, that's why there's so many like, uh, people out there, like the, like the, the, the Milo's and, and, and the Trump's and like these, these yeah. figureheads that have come popped up in the last handful of years are so powerful is because they're unapologetic yeah. about yeah. that stuff because you should be unapologetic. Even even what was so great about even uh, when Milo had those ex, uh, those accusations about like what he said about priests and children yeah and yeah. all that stuff remember yeah. and he did apologize for that but even in that apology he was pretty much apologizing for how it was worded not necessarily yeah. for like the thoughts behind it it was just it, he apologized for how it was worded and he was telling the media don't get used to to this because this is not something that I believe yeah. in doing. Yeah. And I think it was because he went that route that like he had such an onslaught against him and like they just really sought to like destroy the man. Yeah. Yeah. But at least he took the route like he he definitely took the the route of more like the more integrity route versus all right, well I got to think about these dollars, you know what I'm saying? Exactly, cuz I mean you you have to again. I go back to the just be content. Like like if you truly feel like you messed up, if you truly in your heart feel like damn, I this is weighing down on me and I fucked up and I shouldn't have said it. Okay, apologize. But but then you know that that a lot of the shit that these people in general people are apologizing for is just because oh people didn't like what I said. You know. I even remember when, um, when uh, 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 Kathy Griffin had mm -hmm. the had the Trump head, yeah, or whatever, and she apologized and like and like, I guess she got mad because the reception wasn't good, so she's like, "I take my apology back." Yeah, but well, you were never apologetic. Yeah, you don't you don't know where you want to be. Yeah, I would have I would have respected more if she was like, "No, that I, that was meant for me to be funny." Obviously, it wasn't funny. It didn't work. I'm a comedian. It is what it is, you know? And, and, and then you're not retracting your apology due to the fact that because you apologized, you didn't get the... You know what I'm saying? It's like, this is all just political. What's funny is he had another tweet that said, the quote was taken out of context, but the truth is any of us who ever ignored R. Kelly's stories or ever believed he was being set up, attacked by the system as, a, as black men often are, again, the woke route, yeah. were doing so at the detriment of black women and girls. I apologize to all his survivors for working with him and for taking this long to speak out. No. Like, it's not your duty to speak yeah. out about it. Like, that's what kills me. But again, that's 
what's so crazy about once you decide to go down that route, yeah, like you have to pretty much live and die by that shit. You're like, a rapper. How You're is, not an investigator. How, right. How is it my duty to speak out against this when it's accusations? I'm not in the room when this shit took place. Yeah. Like if 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 you if you saw R. Kelly, if like you were there and you saw R. Kelly like raping a child and you took years to speak out, yes, you are responsible. But if you weren't there, how do you feel any way responsible for <laughs> taking so long to speak out about something that you don't know if it did or didn't take place? Well, actually the same article the same article that you sent me um had like what John Legend had to say about it. And it's like it was a little jarring because he, he, I'm trying to see if I could pull it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's somewhere up here. He was saying that, well, I just believe the women. So, like, he's a child rapist or whatever it is, what it is. I mean, you can't just believe the, like, not too long ago, we, I think we, we talked about this about a year ago when they were talking about that, that R. Kelly has a sex cult or whatever. Yeah. And people made it seem like it was it was like a real terrible thing, but like we ended up finding out that the woman was a woman, not a child. And at her free will, she decided to like, well, hey, I'm gonna be part of his sex cult. Right. She so, the, she was interviewed. She and at the time of the interview, she was of age. I don't know if she was of age throughout the whole course of the situation. Yeah. But at the time of the interview, she was of age, and she willfully. Wanted to live in that house with other women that were his sex slaves. Like she wanted to do that. That's Listen, funny. is it weird? Absolutely. Yeah. But does she have the right to do that? Absolutely. And yeah. and that's what's so crazy about this is like you can you can demonize the man if you want, and and for all we know. He's he's worthy of being demonized, like for all we know. But yeah. but well, let's even the videotape. Let's not let's not make any mistake. Let's not make. But but see the thing is with the videotape, it's still very unclear of whether he knew her age. Yes, like that's the yes. thing. Like because, and this is this is coming from a guy that grew up in the hood, where in the hood you get like a lot of thick ass women, and they get <laughs> thick at very young ages. Sometimes it is very hard to tell. Yeah. So yeah. so my point is my point is who who knows if he knew or not. Yeah. But, but whatever, like I'm I'm not even on that. What I'm on is and I'm not sitting here like trying to trying to advocate for R Kelly because like we were saying before this episode I'm not a big R Kelly fan. I'm not a big R&B fan, period. Yeah. So like I have no dog in this fight. But what I am saying is just in the realm of of speaking from a standpoint of what's just is you have to look at everything and there's a lot of shit out there that suggests that a lot of this behavior from a lot of these quote unquote victims yeah. was was willing now granted i am i am not a, i am not a, opposed to the idea of of you know, there being a legal age for things. And so yeah, in yeah. that regard, like if these women or, or, or girls are 14, 15 years old, way below the the legal age. And even if they're willing, they don't have they can't they can't yeah. consent. So yeah. it's statutory rape. And I'm 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 all for the courts going after him in that regard. Yeah. But what I'm saying is 
there's all these stories. There's all these stories of these people that like knew. Like they're like in. I saw a little clip of a lady talking about. Oh well, I saw him having sex with like this fourteen year old in like the the booth. Or having sex with Aaliyah. Right. Okay, but then how come like nobody stopped this? Like that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, yeah. you want to wait like years? The girl's been dead for how long? Now you want to talk about it? like so now like. To me, you're just as culpable as he is. Like, like you're yep. just as bad as he is. If you knew that was him, like, oh, I couldn't say anything. So I have no, I have no respect for those people that are coming out and speaking out about that now. If if these yeah. girls were indeed victims, like, vi- victims, yeah. like what the fuck, you know, what kind of like how come nobody was like beating the fuck out of dude? Yeah, yeah. Like, why like, do like, you, yeah. like what would you do right now if like we were like fucking? I don't know. Just throw a name out there. Like, like we went on tour with MGK and yeah. like. And like he like had like some like young ass girl. I'll whoop his. I mean, I'll tell him like, hey, you get off that shit yeah, exactly. over here. And if he doesn't, I'm whoop his ass. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like that, you're not gonna allow it to take Hell place. No. Like what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? And that's my point. And I, I don't know why. I just, I just picked that name out of a hat. I just, I just, I guess because I think that like. It's possible for us to go on tour with MGK, like being from the Midwest, and like yeah. the, there's like similarity in the sounds of music. I'm not uh, saying that I think he would do it. It's just like yeah. that was just a, a, a name out of a hat. Uh, he would. No. <laughs> just no, I seen him. I seen him. Gosh. Shout out to MGK. No, he makes good music. No, and he would never do that. At least not to our knowledge. <laughs> but but what's funny? What's funny about it is like you would do something about it. Yeah. But but the thing is. The thing is, is like, so now people want to speak out about it. But on the flip side, not only of that, it, not only that, before you you move on to the next point, like, wait, like, okay, so you knew this was happening, and then you wait till like, there's no way of finding out if this is true or not. Yeah. So what choice do you have as a person? You know, because I can't, like that. That's a very serious a allegation. Serious, absolutely, I can't. I can't. You can't just be like, oh, R. Kelly is a child. Right, you know, molester. Just because you say it is like right. that's and, not cool. And, and as a lo- as and as a logical person, you kind of leave me no choice but not to believe you because, oh. like, l- look how long you've waited. Oh. And, and now is- it just seems like you're just saying this so you have something to say on this documentary. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I you you make it a lot harder to believe you. So no. that's that's yeah. number one. But but I was gonna say on the flip side of that is. I've seen a multitude of videos come out in like the last few days of like crazy ass shit going on, like on stage with grown women yeah. or at very least women that should have had some sort of adult supervision. Cause that's the other thing, like in all of this, where are the parents with all of this? Like, like how, like, oh, like you're talking what, about like, you're like, why is your 14 year old daughter like on a tour bus? Yeah. Not you know only what that. I'm saying like, what? Yeah. So like, so there's that. <laughs> and then, but then you have, like, I seen this video on yeah. world star where like the man is on stage performing yeah. and like, he's like, like, like kind of crouched over, like, like towards the edge of the stage, towards the edge of the stage. And like all these women are grabbing his dick. Like, yeah. well, I mean, like it's not out like through yeah. the pants, but it's like, no, but what, like what? Like, I can't blame him for that. Well, speaking of FGK, you know FGK has gotten a blowjob on stage. Yeah, I heard about that. So, it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It just seems you're performing, right? And I'm not talking about MGK, but it's just that's crazy ass shit. But you're performing. You're R. Kelly. You're on stage. You you, you crouch down. You're singing your song. And, and this girl just grabs your joint. 
you're like, well, are you supposed to stop the music and be like, hey, are you of age? And that's another thing that I feel like society is kind of going backwards. Like, like what you said before before the show started, like, where are her parents? If, if she is like a 14-year-old that looks like a grown woman, like, where are her parents? Because she shouldn't be here. Exactly. And it's not his job to just stop and be like, oh. To supervise this yeah. shit. <laughs> it's not it's it isn't it just it plain and simply is not his job not only that, actually ladies, there's there's many layers of 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 supervision that should take place before he even gets to him first and foremost her parents secondly the venue the security like she's gotten if, if she is underage she has gotten pretty far through like all these layers of 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 quote-unquote supervision yeah. before it even gets to him before she could even get in his proximity yeah so at what point do we blame like the people who are supposed to be supervising her exactly for that and this is not to say that you know if, not, if he knows that, that, that he wouldn't do it absolutely yeah. like it's not to say that and like i said I don't have a dog in this fight, but it, it's just interesting to me how, like, in all this stuff being brought up about him, like, none of this is, like, also brought up. Yeah. And that's the problem with journalism today is that, like, you're not getting both sides of it. And it's making people stupid. No, like, yeah, it's making yeah. people really stupid because, like, I'm hearing people talk about this documentary. I'm hearing people, like, outraged about it, but I'm not hearing people talk about it with a with a sense of logic it's it's just all like oh that man is nasty this this and that and sure maybe maybe but are we are we placing blame and responsibility and culpability on on, on the right parties yeah and, and going over the situation right because okay there's a documentary about this on the societal i guess I wouldn't even say segments on the societal and not even issues because it's, it's, it's really like on the scope of, of a societal situation, like, okay, how should women act to prevent certain things? How should men act? How should parent like the parenting? There's a lot of layers. Yeah, it, it's just so many layers to this where it's like this is really like what journalism is all about is breaking all this down and getting, you know, deep into in, in, into into like the conversation of it not like you know forget r kelly forget the particular girl but just like what does this say about what's going on here you know yeah. like because because obviously there's a lot of stuff that's wrong about I, certain I, shit you know what i'm saying i feel like part of it though is because see the outrage brings attention and obviously in journalism the more attention the more money so by keeping people outraged by continuously telling people oh you should be outraged about this you should be outraged about that you should be outraged about this you should be outraged about that it's like it's drawing eyes but the problem is you're not you're not recognizing the detriment that you're doing because you're making them stupid yeah. because people are not critically thinking about things anymore. Whereas like a show like this, where we encourage people, well, let's look at this from the grand. Let's look at this with a big scope, like because we we said I don't know how many times we've said in in this discussion that we're not on his side. It's just that like it's important when you're talking about 
somebody's reputation, when you're talking about somebody's life, somebody's freedom, somebody's career, that you look at things in the right way and right. not just one-sided. Because I would want that if I was ever accused of something, yeah, I would yeah. want people to do that. I wouldn't want people to look at it through the scope or the lens that the media sets up. I yeah. would want people to look at things through the scope of somebody like us sets up. Yeah. Like, oh. like okay, well, maybe I don't fuck with dude. I don't like rap music or whatever. Or I don't like weird, his views. Yeah. I don't like his opinions. But let's look at like the situation. I would want that same thing. Yeah. And And I think that when you look at things critically, how you just said it, what journalism's job is, I think once you get those wheels spinning, people start to look at everything like that. Yeah, yeah. And now you create less outrage and more sensibility, more logic. And then now people are like, ah, you know what? Maybe I don't need to like tune in and watch what you know when they say oh tonight at nine o'clock you're gonna be outraged when you hear like you know the headlines you're not so easily grabbed by the headlines and if it is something that interests you you kind of do your due diligence and look at the look at everything versus yeah. just what cnn is saying or msnbc or what fox is saying or one one outlet is saying you're looking yeah. at everything and you're you know what i'm saying because the thing is too that the more and more like you wake up about this shit, the more and more you realize that a lot of these media outlets, like it becomes so evident how biased they are. Yes, like the and more stage a lot of stuff. Like, is it too. is, it, it is. You do, you notice all of that, and then as a result, you're. It a lot of that shit becomes less credible, and then they get less of an audience because I can't tell you how many times, I've gone through like my 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 Apple News feed. And like I'm looking at the news, and like I'll see a headline, and the headline is is like it's like clickbait. It's yeah. like oh okay, like oh Trump does this this and that, and like I can already predict how the article is like written. Yeah. And then I don't even read the article, and like later on I'll hear about it, and it's exactly what I predicted. Like yeah yeah. Like oh I'm glad I didn't waste my time reading that shit because it's it, it it's become too predictable. And it's not and and and, and, and it's not uh. It's not accurate. Like yeah. it, it, it's 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 talked about from a certain angle. And you know, like that's when it comes to the R. Kelly stuff. Like it just goes to show how unbiased we really are. And that that guy is a weird guy. Yeah. Like, did you ever see that GQ interview about his mom? No. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I was telling you about it. Yeah. Like so, so he's he's talking about how like he was attracted to his mom from a young age. And, like, when she would drink coffee, like, he was so attracted that, like, he would go to where, like, the lipstick mark is, is at and then, like, drink from there. And that like, he wanted to marry his mom and all this shit. Like, some shit out of some Sigmund Freud-ass book. Uh, like, but it was, I don't know, it just was disgusting to me. And then just, like, the way, like, he is just doesn't, doesn't rub me the right way. But I'm not gonna, again, just because I feel a certain way about them doesn't mean that I'm not gonna give them the benefit of the doubt if there is really no evidence, you know, right. uh, in certain situations. Or if there is, like, for example, like the whole sex slave thing. Obviously, the girl was a sex slave, but at the same time, the girl is a grown-ass woman who makes her own decisions. So it's like, again, like you said, you, you break it down to the point where you're giving the person a fair shake. Right. 
on the situation and you're not letting the outrage and and before we we did this podcast i remember you had gotten me on the brilliant idiots and that was one of my favorite episodes i don't know if you remember like the title was the age of outrage or some shit like that Mm. and that's what they were talking about how like people now all these young people now they're all like anything outrages them like it's everything is oh my god it's the end of the fucking world chance had a song with R. Kelly. Yeah. Can you believe it? Can you fucking believe it? Let's fucking boycott his bitch ass. Like, what? <laughs> sit back. Critical thinking is a beautiful thing. Like, that's, like, you know, you should sit back and just, like, look at it. I Really, uh, like, it doesn't take too much critical thinking to, to realize, like, dude made a song with R. Kelly. Dude is not in charge of... R. Kelly's life or what he does on day to day basis. Does he have sex slaves? Like you know what I'm saying? Like imagine if we did that shit as audio apes. Like you go in and then like you go in to, to do a feature and you have a fucking checklist, a whole it's survey. Like, it's like all right. Uh, well, you know we're very excited about this uh record that we're we're making here. But before we step in the booth, we do have a list of questions that we need to ask. Starting off, um, do you currently? Or in the past, ever have had sex slaves? <laughs> and if so, how many? <laughs> how many? <laughs> like what? what Bestiality, you, right? Have you been a part of it? What are your thoughts on it? Like you know, what I'm saying, <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? Are you a Kevin Spacey fan? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like who who does this? Like, yeah. listen, man, let's make this music. Like, our job is to make music. Yeah. Like, our job is to you know. Whatever we're gonna do, if we have a guest on the podcast, oh, can you believe they had such and such guest? Like, I don't know if you've uh, if you've kept up with this, but supposedly Joe Rogan is supposed to have Kanye on his show soon. Oh, for real? Which is gonna be epic because Joe Rogan is Joe Rogan is not like the average. I don't even know if he considers himself a journalist, but he's not. Even if he does or he doesn't, he's not the average. He yeah. allows the person to say their piece. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't try to like manipulate it or cultivate it. And he has his own thoughts. Like, and like he, he does absolutely. He won't lean towards you and kiss your ass. He's absolutely, just say what he feels. and and that's what's so great about it. And that's why it's like so many people are excited about this yeah. because, like, it, it'll be a, a chance for Kanye to like say what he wants to say. Without like the narrative being twi- like without like some TMZ ass shit going on, like it'll be like, all right, here you go, dude. Like, and them Joe Rogan podcasts last long. Oh, I, yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of his biggest episodes ever, because if not the biggest, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So it, it'll it'll be it'll be very interesting to see how that how that pans out. But that'll be fun with this. uh with this whole R. Kelly thing, it's not Chance's responsibility to yeah. do all of that. Yeah. It's just simply his responsibility to get in there, make good music, and keep it moving. And it's, you know, like I said, I'm not a Chance the Rapper fan, but it's <laughs> sad that, like, he's receiving all this backlash yeah. for, for this, like, like if it's somehow his, his fault. Yeah. But, but I mean... That's what he gets for for making the comments that that he makes too. Because like, one thing is okay, you made songs with the guy, then you get on the show and then you start fucking trying like again like what you said, get on that woke shit and then and then. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's what makes me not feel so bad for him. Is like, you're. 
you're 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 trying to play to the crowd so much that like you're doing you're you're it's cowardly. It's it's exactly with what like Rahm Emanuel did with that whole Jason Van Dyke situation. It's like all right, you're covering it up because you have something to gain by covering it up. Yeah. But now that it's exposed and the thing that you had to gain by covering it up, you've already gained. Yeah. Now it's a now it's an issue. You want to blow it up? It's like it's 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 cowardly like as a man like you gotta pick a route like what side are you on you can't be on both you know so it's it's uh it's funny and 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 then and it's funny because that shit happens to those people that take that woke ass route it's just like it's it's kind of it says you can't help but laugh and find the humor in it well yeah because you just keep digging your the irony yeah so moving on to the next topic the wall is coming, according <laughs> to a tweet from President Trump with Game of Thrones font uh, in the in, in the yeah. picture. <laughs> and so this is like just real quick. I don't like have much to say about this, but it's funny to me because I've seen multiple articles of people talking about this particular tweet of that picture of him with the font that said the wall is coming. And it's funny because the people that are so outraged about it and are speaking out against the wall <laughs> are morons because the way they're saying it and the way they're they're going against it, they're also using Game of Thrones reference. And they're like, oh, well, I guess President Trump didn't see that the, that the wall is uh, was destroyed in, in the last season of Game of Thrones. Yes. But by a fire breathing dragon, like are you still like that? If anything, that shows you how effective the wall would be. Because do you have a fire breathing dragon? Like, like what that Please scene, sig- what that scene signifies is for all those years. I don't know how many generations of generations that the Night's Watch was on that wall. That the wall was there and it worked and it kept all that shit out. So now, like, it took the fucking the end of days, pretty much, and a fire-breathing zombie dragon <laughs> to, like, destroy that shit. Yeah. Like, are you not, like, realizing the fault in your argument? Essentially, you're saying that the wall will work. Yeah. And that's, you're you're and, enforcing his point. And that's when you skip the fact that you've f- fallen into the his, meme his, trap. His trap, absolutely. Because <laughs> you're, you're trying to meme his meme. Like that's a, that's he, a, like Twitter and, and, and he out memed you. Yeah, you got out memed. You got outclassed. <laughs> that makes me laugh. That makes me laugh because because like this shit is nuts. You know, for for how <laughs> Trump is kind of a hip guy. Oh, very very much. Because I and then not only that, he brought that poster to the meeting. Like there was a meeting he. <laughs> that's why I wanted to show you that picture. He had uh let me see what what meeting was this. I know he had a couple people from uh oh yeah, it was a cabinet meeting. So everyone's there and this fucking dude just pulls out the poster, puts it in the middle. <laughs> it's like a big ass poster, puts it in the middle of the table. <laughs> it's like this fucking guy. <laughs> that shit's nuts. I mean I think I think um people that are mad about that you have to look at 
and I'm and I'm talking about like the whole because now, obviously that poster stemmed from like the government shutdown and everything like that. Like this was, I don't know. People act very surprised that oh wow he's the government shut down. He's he's not biting on this shit. This shit is dumb. But like this was a promise of his. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you, what do you expect? What did you expect? From from him on a, on a p- policy level, because like everything that every point that he's touched on when it's came to to policy, what he talked about before becoming president, he's pursued it. Even yeah. the healthcare stuff, which was a fucking disaster, but still, he pursued it. He pursued uh, the whole the whole um, shit. There's, there's so many things. Uh, the like the Dodd Frank stuff, which is like the the um, the regulation yeah the regulation in general he pursued that taxes you know what, 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 what I, I, it surprises me that people that people are so shocked about this i guess like the the shock value is still kind of high oh my god the wall the wall the wall you know it is what it is let the guy you know fight for 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 the for the stuff that he promised yeah, just it, it's like it's like being shocked that like Obama had the health care, and and stuff, the thing you know? the thing with the wall is, well, not so much the wall, but the funding for the wall is. It's funny how all of a sudden, you the the left they don't want to do the whole bipartisan thing. I remember what was it Trump's first or second budget where like it was kind of. Uh, like it, it appeased a lot of the Democrats. It was very left leaning. Yeah, it was it was kind of a left leaning budget, but and he even said this is the last time I sign a budget like this. But to me, that was an act of good faith of like essentially showing the left like, all right, hey, I'm willing to work with you guys. I'm willing to like give you guys some of the stuff that you're acting that you're asking for and that you that's important to you. But how come now like that's he's that same attitude is not reciprocated. For yep. the five billion for the wall, which if you're looking at like the whole grand scheme of things is is pennies, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But the the thing with the wall though is it all but secures his reelection, and they know that. Yeah, that's true. That they know that that like but that honestly, wall that wall even if it's not built, if if that funds get approved and they start building the wall by the time it's time for next reelection. I think, I think even if he doesn't build the wall because I, I no, feel yeah, like even if he yeah. doesn't there there's obviously a chance because he's the incumbent and he's done a, a pretty good job when it's come to taxes and and unemployment and and, and all the stuff that he's done good yeah but that wall and like like just like what a monument it will be will like solidify it but, 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 okay and I don't know I don't know what they're discussing or anything but like let's say they say no on the wall but then they're like all right but but and I'm and I'm just kind of throwing a, a hypothetical here. They're like, all right, but 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 we'll give this many billion on 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 like giving the border more technology to you know what I'm saying? Like that's still kind of a win. Like yeah, for example, but, a wall. Think of it this way. The wall, but uh, yeah, but they don't because there's a lot of like especially establishment. Uh, uh, Democrats that they're okay with more going to like border security. The yeah. wall, it's what they don't want. They don't. Yeah. It's what the wall signifies. It's the campaign promise of the wall. 
shit to be quite honest it's how effective the wall will be because the thing is there's 2000 miles of border but rick perry has been very the ex-governor of texas has been very vocal about the fact that there's really only like 300 essential miles like the wall will in theory cover the whole border but there's 300 essential miles of like where the 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 main flow of illegals comes in through like like the main flow comes in through So that 300 essential miles will 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 get covered. Also, like with with more funding going to border security, that's when like you can like implement like more drones and more technology to cover the areas where maybe the wall isn't there yet, like the yeah. like the desert areas. But there in, in those areas, there's a lot less to worry about because not many people make it through there. Like if you yeah. come through like the desert area. I mean, you're gonna die probably. Yeah, like, there's yeah. not a likelihood that you'll survive making it through that, going and coming in that way. Yeah. So, that flow of 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 immigrants, you know what I'm saying, is is what is what uh the the Democrats are are worried about. They're worried about like the essentially what they're worried about is them losing their base because the yeah. the problem is the w- what happens is not so much not so much the the people that are immigrating illegally here but yeah. once they have kids here now yeah, yeah, yeah they're kind of sucking off the teat of the government those kids can vote in 18 years and yeah. they're all lefties and and I'll give you a, a prime example of that I used to have this next door neighbor she had five kids welfare mom like let me set this scenario up for you and like that's why like sometimes when people like talk all this shit like yeah. i wonder like where they grew up or if they're just not aware or they never like analyze their surroundings yeah. and the key thing is that they are lefty that they, they, they are and, yeah. and i'm explaining to you i'll explain to you so she she was she was our next door neighbor she was uh i was what grade was i in fifth sixth grade Fourth, fifth grade, fourth, fifth or sixth grade, some shit like that. They, 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 they were next door. They, there were five kids, and the oldest was was my friend. Like we were like in the in the same age group. Yeah. And then, and I was also friends with his younger brother, who was like two years younger than him. So like we would hang out, you know, play wrestling, watch wrestling, like all that shit. So as a kid, you're not paying attention to all of these things, but as you get older. You recognize like, oh wow, oh okay, like you're recognizing like all this shit yeah. that like now as an adult it all makes sense. So at the time, I remember like on the first of the month they would always like go to Aldi and like buy a shitload of food because like they she got her welfare money. Yeah, yeah. And so and I and I remember like <clears throat> like asking my mom around that time like. Like how come they're they're able to do this? And like she would like explain to me, well, they get money from the government, this and that. Yeah. And so it would be crazy because like it was like they were getting like all these benefits, and she had five kids, so there was like a lot of benefits she was getting. Oh, yeah. And they would go to the doctors, the you know the the public doctor office, and like all that shit. So what's funny is, as they grew up they moved away and and shit like that but that lifestyle establishes an attitude in a person that makes them naturally left leaning yeah. 
Yeah. Because they they've been developed they've been dependent on the government. They've seen things through a certain lens that that you may not have or you've seen things differently. And sure enough, as I know today, like out of the four kids, I mean out of the five kids, four of them are like Bernie Sanders supporters, like big big time Bernie Sanders supporters. So that's my point is like what the Democratic Party is doing is they're solidifying. They want their votes for the future because the problem with the Democratic Party yeah. and like we've st- talked about this plenty on this show is that they rely on people that rely on the government. Because yeah. if you notice an, an independent, hardworking <coughs> person. Yeah. Even if you don't necessarily agree with Trump or you don't necessarily agree with 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 many like uh, conservative politicians, you kind of just naturally end up being right leaning because it becomes in your best interest to become right leaning. And so when you're when you're like your own person, like making your way through the world. And I've talked to people that are that don't like Trump, but they talk about how like Reagan was the greatest president like and, and all this stuff is because if you're hardworking, you're going to work every day, your mm-hmm. mindset is, okay, well, I would like to get taxed less because I would like to keep more of my money. Yes. You're trying to raise your family and do the shit that you want to do. Like you want things, you don't want the government all in your business. You don't want the government all in your ear, like all in your home. So you just naturally kind of gravitate a certain way when you're doing things in a, in a certain manner. Yeah. And it's the same way if you're raised in a certain way, like in, you know, used to having like public aid or whatever, and, you know, whatever yeah. the case may be. And, and not only that, I think, I think um, it's, it's, I see why people sometimes they, they'll like, like they'll be on some, oh, I like Reagan, I like Trump. Because they're not really looking at the context of the times. Like the Soviet Union, the Cold War era, that like clearly painted socialism as the enemy, which as Americans or people that were in America, they they knew that. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel that now, fast forward to 2016, the socialism that's been indoctrinated through the colleges and like the, you know, like that's that's something that's creeping up, and yeah. and then and then not only that, you start seeing that like you said from. From immigration, like they're coming with that mindset, like, oh, well, I get these benefits and I get that and I get this and my kids and and it's like you have to look at it that way. And again, it goes back to to looking at it for what it is, not for what the headline says. Because like it's easy to say, oh, he wants to build a wall because he's racist. If you're not white, you know that that's that's the whole picture that they paint. Oh, uh, this fucking alt right type shit that on that border wall, but like. When you start breaking it down, and and, and you start, because even even now that the government's been been uh, shut down or whatever, like they'll interview people <laughs> that that work in the facets of government that are shut down, and when they interview them, of course they're like, yeah, well I'm not happy, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but like you're clearly painting a picture from a person whose best interest is to be like, against to, to be against this, yeah, and it's like. It doesn't necessarily mean because okay, it doesn't mean that that because you're not working because you work in this facet of government that that's the right or wrong thing. Maybe you should look at it from a from a perspective of what's the you know 
what's going on here and why is it going on? The you see what I'm picture. saying? Yeah. And, and like, and to me that that's where I hate, I don't want to say I hate politics, but I hate when, when the left does that. They, they try and take the sentimental route. They try and take the, oh, my God, poor them. Look at them. Look. Look. But then but then that same thing can be applied. See, the, the Republicans don't go that route, but the same thing could be applied on the reverse. We could be like, yeah, poor them. Fund the wall. And then this... This stops. Like yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? The same thing, the same game can be played. Like if you really care, because like right now, essentially, and if I was Trump, that would be the narrative that I would use. Like I was like, if you really care about all these people that are not getting their checks and are not doing this because I shut down the government because this I see this as a matter of national security, yeah. then fund the wall because essentially what you're doing is you're saying that you care more about people that are not citizens of this country than the citizens of this country that are working for the government. Yeah. Man, right? Like that, that's a great ass narrative to paint. Yeah. Or remember when he, when he said like the people were like, Oh, what about the immigrants? Like, All right. Well, what about black people? <laughs> no one ever said anything. We said, yeah, what about them? Like, don't they deserve to have a shot at jobs and this, this and that. And I don't really contested that because it kind of fell in that little loophole of yeah. like, oh, well, I, we can't say nothing about black people because, you know, this is our realm. Like, you know what I'm saying? The immigrants right. and, and black people and this. And, and it's like, man, Latinos. And, and it's like, he made a very good point, a very valid point. And it's like, well, yeah, but let's worry about it. Basically, what he was saying, let's worry about our citizens before we start worrying about everyone else. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, it, like, obviously, immigration is good, but like good immigration too. Like, people don't see that. Like yeah, and we've but, talked but about nobody like the the topic here is not legal immigration. Yeah, it's, it's illegal. illegal. Yeah, yeah, that's not even like it, like I don't even know how the two the two wires get crossed. It's it's two yeah. totally different things. It's what? the it's all the difference between an intruder barging in your house, breaking in, and a guest that you're letting in. Like yeah. two no. totally different things. It's like not even. But, so much they're so different that it's kind of not even worth mentioning but th- those are the type of blanket statements or blanket things that just kind of go over people's heads and they don't like bother to like like uh, I was seeing this uh <laughs> the 60 minute the 60 minute thing with uh, 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 uh Ocasio Cortez mm-hmm. and how like I hate she uses this word a lot and well really like the left uses this word a lot and she's like oh by by like 20 uh it was like some ridiculous amount like 10 years from now so like let's say from i'm just gonna say 2030 so by 2030 i think that we should have zero carbon emissions and then like anderson cooper was like well how is that feasible and then she said well i mean it starts with people paying their fair share of taxes and like like <laughs> and they, and, yeah and then they she continues on that the statement kills me. she said no no like you know we have to like you know 70 percent taxes and this this and that and, and then and then i'm like thinking like what the fuck is fair share like what, what do people stop and think like what's fair share what does what is fair share to you <laughs> like you know what i'm saying and as a journalist i would be, i would ask that like what do you mean by fair share what do you can you elaborate can you elaborate you know what i'm saying yeah and i mean she did elaborate but it was just like some terrible shit because it was like the taxes would be ridiculous but again Blanket statements like that are the key to just get in. Once you start saying that the fair share, you know, oh, well, that's fair. <laughs> like he is richer than me. That it's only fair that he pays a little bit more. 
You know what I'm saying? Like these words that. And what's crazy is like when you really talk about when it comes to income taxes and like and and the taxes you pay. If you really talk about fair share to the left, it's not fair at all because what's fair is a per the same percentage for everybody. Yeah. Like, but it's not as like you make more, the percentage goes up, and it, that's silly to me. No, it, it's like if you if you really want to do this fair game, then I'm all for it. Then what is it? What's the tax rate? Nine percent. But we're talking about a flat tax then. So it's a nine percent for everybody. It's nine percent if you make nine hundred dollars a year, or it's nine percent if you make ten million dollars a year. Yep. Like nine percent. And it's still more because the obviously nine percent of ten million dollars is way more than nine percent of of nine hundred dollars, nine thousand dollars. Yeah. But it, but but even that they don't want to like acknowledge and 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 even entertain that. Yeah. Like yeah, and that's and that's when you're able to bend the word. Actually, Thomas Sowell he has really a whole like essay about all these words that like the left uses to blanket something so it's like fair share or or uh redistribution like of, of wealth like like and then he breaks it down like why why they and say how this da- and, how and how dangerous that terminology is absolutely and it's like well it's like you know it starts making you think like damn. speaking of dangerous i do think that it's kind of dangerous how popular or at least how famous they're making Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And we were briefly discussing this before the episode. Like, although a lot of what she says is stupid and kind of moronic, there is stuff about her that I can see, like why she's so appealing to people. Like her look, she's young, she's hip, she's good looking. Like... She's a woman? She's a woman, like, you know, Hispanic. And you, I think it's important for people not to make her too big because even though, like, what I, like I was saying, like, what, what she's talking about is kind of silly and a lot of her ideas are stupid, you're naturally going to bring her more followers and more support just by making her bigger. Well, now it could be like yeah. uh, like another Obama. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and well, the thing is this, because <clears throat> she does say a lot of dumb shit, like a lot of like just borderline dumb shit. But you're pretty much giving away the playbook. I feel. I feel like, and I see what you're saying. If you stay silent and just know that the argument is weak, you're letting her dig the hole. Yeah, you're letting her dig the hole and. She might get big, and you know she's gonna because obviously she, she's on national television, sixty minutes, so you can't stop that. But you could just shut the fuck up for a second and be like, "All right, let her dig the hole, let her dig the hole," because she, what you're doing is you're just giving her the answers to to her weak points. Yeah, you, which is just in general you, economy. You don't want to do that. Yeah. You don't. You don't want to do that. Number one, but secondly, just. You're, 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 she's weak on everything, foreign policy. Like, yeah, she don't know nothing. She don't know nothing. And, and like you said, let her dig the hole. That's good. Yeah. That's good by, but by continuously bringing her up in all these like memes and all, and all this social media stuff and, oh, uh, 
you know, every time she puts a post, not even are uh, not only are the left uh, re- reposting it, but the right is reposting it in criticism of it. Because yeah. there's so much shit that like she has done since since the house taken over that I shouldn't even know about. I only know about it because people keep posting, reposting about it. And I'm like, who gives a fuck? Like, like let let her. Yeah. She's in the house. We don't know everyone in the house. So why do we know about her? Um, so we, before this episode, we watched this uh, World Star Hip Hop video of it's like a five minute video where they ask a hundred people how much money they make in a year. Simple. Um, I feel like the video is good material for like a parody video, but like, well, that's a different topic for another day. So they go, it's men, women, uh, all kind of people, black, white, <coughs> fat, skinny, gay, straight. And they ask them how much they make in a year. And like, it starts off with very low amounts of money a year. And then as the video progresses, the amounts get bigger. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the last amount, it's they, I don't think they ever reach like a million dollars. I think the most they, they reach is like half a million, 700,000, something like that. Yeah. Trump change, no. <laughs> no, but uh, but it, it was interesting. And you pointed out something that was very interesting in the video. That you were saying how like the women that made more money were in more male fields, like ele- yeah. electrician, plumber. You know what I'm saying? Those were like some, amongst the women that made like the larger yeah. amounts of money. And, I really yeah. can't tell what the videos agenda was or if there was an agenda like i can't tell like if or like if it was just and if they did have an agenda they did a very good job of masking it because i i couldn't tell it just seemed like it was just some random experiment that they just got all these people and asked them how much money they make in a year and obviously a lot of the people that answered the questions weren't um weren't uh very forthcoming they didn't feel comfortable talking about it all that stuff yeah, but Which, but but what's but what's funny was funny about that that video is it brought up something that um I had talked about with a friend of mine earlier at work and you know you know somebody that we know they they're they're moving on to like another job and he was mentioning to me how. That person, while they were on the job, they always felt like they were too good or too smart for the job. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, like, I don't have, like, any ill will towards this person or anything like that. I thought, you know, they were, like, a cool person and all that. But it was striking to me because that person always had, like, a lot of personal problems, money problems and personal problems like marriage and like just home situations and just not being like very content and happy. And so it it made me ask myself and ask the people that, that were having this discussion, well, what constitutes being smart? Because maybe that person was too smart for the job, but then are, am I looking at being smart wrong? Because to me, that isn't smart. Like if you have all these personal issues and when I say personal issues, like I'm not talking about things that are not controllable, like your health or what, whatever. I yeah, mean, yeah. your health is controllable to some degree, but you, something still like, you, you know, catastrophic can happen like cancer or whatever. And that's not your fault, obviously. But 
what I'm talking about is like just personal like relationship problems and and how you like operate through life and like issues with your kids and then financial issues and all of this stuff that you do have some degree of control over. If all of that is in the negative, in the red, but you're at a job and like you somehow think you're too smart for the job. Yeah. It, it, it starts to make me wonder and it starts to make me question, well, what do you constitute as smart? What is being smart it, or are the two even correlated? You know what I'm saying? Or can you be too smart for the job, but then not that smart where your life is fucked up? So it just like created this whole wave of questions. Well, yeah. Well, because I, I feel that the way that you live life really should be a very good a very good indicator of where your mind is at. So, and, and, and obviously if we're talking about like your mind and, 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 and health wise and, and, and doing what's best for you, I think there has to be smarts in it. It has smarts, you know, like street smarts, at least, you know what I'm saying? Like there has to be, you're thinking your, your, your mind is in the right place. And what I mean by that is like the the happiness is very important. So like if if you get if you're married, right, and you're not happy, well that's just not smart. Like why why did you choose right. this person to marry to be stressed out and then and then like and, and I've seen this way too often where like maybe like the wife or the husband could be like a real bad spender right it's like all these things i think constitute like all these things would indicate to me how smart of a person you are you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. like i would feel differently if like you get married and 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 like you're happy and everything is good your financial you know there's nothing wrong with your finances and then and if anything she kind of betters you i'd be oh wow he's a smart dude like he 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 knew how to kind of break her down and and see who she was and and then like then that's when he was able to make the move. You're not just gonna get married, right? Right. So so uh, I'd like to think not, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. And then if you have kids, it's like, well, shit. Honestly, if you had kids now, I don't feel like you'd be. You're not in, in a bad position, but. But the thing is, it's like is that I don't want them now. Exactly. So that's not smart. Yeah, exactly. And and, right. and there's a reason on, on why you don't want them. Okay, well, this is why. And then you you start thinking about it. And I feel like that's just a smart person. Like you know, like and and if you had a kid, I wouldn't think of you any less. It's just you knowing what you want. You and, know what I'm and, saying? And the fact that like I, I see what you're saying. Like it shows that you're smart in the essence of you've thought out your life in a certain way and based on how you've thought out your life, you've kind of been able to manifest that into existence. Exactly. So you there's obviously some sort of strategy that you've put in place and, yep. and obviously that strategy is working. Yep. Whereas some people, it's like their strategy is kind of like the cookie cutter, what society what they've been the word of the day indoctrinated yeah. <laughs> to 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 think that life is. Yeah, yeah. But then like they end up 
not happy and then it's like hard to say that they're smart because their unhappiness is based off of their decisions. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's not based off of like some random chance of events or, you know, random events taking place. No, it's you're, you are where you are and you feel the way you feel based off of the things that you've decided to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, it's one of those situations where like, I've always, I've always kind of sat down and really th- looked at people's lives. Like when you, when yeah, you sit I down do too. Yeah. Like from a young age and I, and I've, and I've mentioned this show before and I love it. And I used to love it when I was a little kid, the, uh, the wonder years. Like I remember like that was like a very striking thing. How like the dad was always kind of like, Oh, like, you know, like, cause you think about the sixties and the seventies and, and you're thinking about like, Oh, that's when, when that whole era of like, Oh, the mom and the dad and like, the fucking picket fence, fucking house and children. Oh, we have such a big fan. We're so happy. You know, I was like, yeah. that's the, that's what they sold you. And then that show did a good job of showing like, hey, we're, they're normal people. He's not very happy where he's at. And then there's an episode where it shows like he gets yelled at by his boss and stuff like that. So it's like, obviously, somewhere along the line, he thought that this was going to be something that it wasn't. And that's why sometimes he comes off as very disgruntled, right. you know? And I, I I looked at that, and then I saw like how my parents were, and my parent, my dad was never disgruntled, you know. I was like, what the fuck? And like when you when you're a little kid, you look at like okay, they're like a rich white family in the suburbs. We're like a family in the, in the fucking hood. Like what? Why isn't he happy? And why is my dad happy? And my mom happy? Why are we happy? You know, what what's going on here? You know. Yeah. It makes you think. And, and and it's funny that you say that because I'm the exact same way. I still do it to this day. And for as long as I can remember, I've done it where I do not like analyze people's life in the sense that, like, oh, I want to be better than them or anything. But I do look at, I do try to, I always try to look at the best way of doing things. And so yeah. I'll look at somebody's life and I'll be like, Oh, okay, that's like an interesting way of doing things. Or, oh, that works for this person. Oh, okay, that's cool. And this and that. And based off of that, based off of that, I've been able to make certain decisions in my own life that have benefited me because I do see how how like things turn out. Like, for instance, like I've seen in my life how like when a man gets older, like how important like his legacy becomes like like yeah. like what he has contributed to the world yeah i think there's a lot of men that they 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 don't get that while they're young and then when they're older it's kind of like too late like damn like i'm i'm in a position where like it's too late to start yeah. or so i i see like how like that matters yeah i also see how like or i've seen how important it is to always have like a goal to always be striving for something, yep. even yep. if it's a small goal, like yep. always be striving for something. Like yep. I gotta get this done. I I gotta do this. I gotta do that. Yeah. I've also seen from women. Obviously, like this doesn't relate to me, but like I've seen with women, like children, like the joy that children bring, especially when they're older. Like how much more like meaning it kind of gives their life. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um. So there's a there's a lot of things that like I've analyzed like people's behaviors and then you can tell like it's not very hard if if you're like a even somewhat observant person when when somebody's ha- like being 
in the presence of a happy person versus yeah. being in the presence of an unhappy person, you yeah. can like really like see and feel and tell the difference. Yeah. It, like they, there's a certain way they talk. There's a certain way yep. about them. And even unhappy people, they, there's even like a little bit of a, not all of them, I wouldn't say, but in a, a lot of them because they become so like disgruntled and they kind of like, there's like a sleaziness about them almost. Yeah. So that you, you have all of this stuff that's encapsulated in what happiness is. And so it is kind of hard not to correlate being smart with being happy. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not only that, but you said something earlier in the day that I thought that was very, like if you if you dig deep, it's a very smart thing that a lot of people could overlook. You're like, oh, everyone wants to take their kids to the suburbs. Like, I want to have my kids in the city. You know, like a lot of people look at you and be like, what the fuck? In the city? You're fucking nuts. Yeah. You're fucking, you, you lost your shit. But, but like when you look at the what's tried and true, it's like, isn't it better to be well-rounded? And better to be tested. Yeah. Like, like yeah, yeah, tested. Absolutely. My my dad, he, he told me straight up. He's like, yeah, any drug that you could think of, I've done. I've fucking lived. I've been in the streets. I've done this. And, like, it didn't stop me from still making my own mistakes, but it, but it did, it did kind of make me see how the world really is absolutely and, and what what I'm to expect which then made me a smarter person and I didn't fall into like 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 some gang banging shit or or being a fucking druggie cuz I he had the playbook yeah. he had the playbook and he was real about it he wasn't like oh, this is things we don't speak of you know what I'm right, saying right. like you know there was an age where my my dad was like hey listen like just strap it up strap it up cuz you ain't trying to have kids right now like yeah. I know, you, I, I know, and like, for like of a better sentence is, I know you're trying to fuck, but you know, shit, don't make babies. That's gonna slow yeah. you down. Like, and and like that might sound like real, uh, like that shit sounds genius to me. Right? <laughs> that, <laughs> for like, like, like kind like, of brash. It's a brash way of saying. But things. it's it's genius. Like yeah. because my dad was was the exact same way when when I first like when it was first became like knowledge to my parents that I was having girlfriends and and obviously when you're having girlfriends in your adolescence that means you're having sex. Yeah. First thing the man did was buy me condoms. Like listen, use these. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to do it anyway. You're going to do it anyway. And it was so funny because my mom was like outraged that he would like, like it because it was so brash to her. Yeah. It was outraged. But, but, but to him, it was like, no, this is smart. This is, you know, another thing, another thing that like my dad was, was like very like understanding of. Like, cause you, you get people like parents that are like, and it's funny cause like I look back and like, I, I remember hearing like, you know, like girls in the past that I've dealt with, you know, especially when you're like at that age, when you're younger, like, oh, you ain't gonna be, you ain't gonna be no fucking in my house and this, this and that. Yeah. And my dad, oh, was, there is. my dad was the opposite. He was more so like, listen, it's probably better that like they have like a, a place of like where they're familiar with because that's where like when they're like you're trying to like go do it in like a car or an alley that's when like mistakes happen the mistakes happen and like yeah you rush 
like you know and so it'd be funny because like it like if, if like there was a time that like my dad knew that like i had the girl over i could tell that like he was taking like forever to open the door like if he was coming in oh. <laughs> like 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 I, i'm giving you all the time you need to dress so yeah but that's what i'm saying but it, it but all of that correlates correlates to what 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 you were saying previously about you're given the playbook it's a playbook that you're given and it's like that's where good parenting comes in and that's the thing about like the whole suburban thing is like i feel like a lot of parents that like are so quick to like move their kids to the suburbs and want to raise their kids over there don't have a lot of faith in their parenting abilities yeah because if you know all the shit that your kid needs to like be aware of, well, why wouldn't you teach them that? Like, why aren't you like, so, so they should just like, yeah. like where does the growth take place? If like, you're going to allow them to make the same mistakes that you made. No, the whole yeah. point is that you, you don't allow them to make the same exactly. mistakes you made. Exactly. And, and to add to that one more point, uh, another, another point had kind of risen from, from that conversation, which is like, when you said that he thought he was too smart for the job, I think I think the job a job should be looked at as a vessel to get to where you need to get, as opposed to like, oh, this is a title. Look at me, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like I look at like like where I'm at, and like yeah, I don't have a college degree, but like I also don't have college debt. You know what right. I mean? Like what? And and that's not to say that like certain college debt is not worth it. Like for example, if you're a doctor, I, I would imagine that okay, at least you chose a field. But what I'm saying is, there's a lot of people that went into this shit blind. Yeah, they and have a college debt and 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 make less than yeah, what we make. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and that and, shit ain't gonna get you nowhere. No, that and that's that's my point. So who's smarter? Right, exactly. But but uh, to so much of being quote unquote smart is is title based. Yeah, you know, it's like it's kind of like that scene in The Departed where Alec Baldwin's character is talking to to uh, Matt Damon, and he's like, "Being married is important. It shows people like the whole thing is about what it shows people. Yeah. None none of it was about like like having like a good ass partner to like go through life with. It was just about oh, it shows people that you're you know that you got some money that your cock works, and then his fucking uh, weak ass is like, oh yeah it's working overtime and dude couldn't even get it up yeah and then you could tell the way he said it he was uncomfortable he didn't really mean it and like he was just saying it to save face well cause he could remember he couldn't get on yeah. rock like, like it, it's it's um it's one of those like psychological undertones of the movie that I don't know if everybody catches yeah but that was like what was going on in the, in, in the relationship with them is like dude couldn't yeah cause and, as a, result, she's and as a result causes her to like yeah get rotted out by the other dude by DiCaprio my main man <laughs> <laughs> he got in it yeah but but yeah definitely so some Freudian ass shit that, that, that and that's to me that movie that's what made that movie so special was like it was a very good movie on its own, but then when you start breaking that shit down, I was like, man, that shit is smart as fuck. Yeah. There's a whole level that people talk about that movie. They, they completely skip that over. That movie is my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Like, that's on... Like, I, it's hard. Like, every time I think, like, damn, I got to reconsider this, and I watch that movie, that's why it really baffles me. But then, it, there's like, it's, it's like, simple-ass people that say this shit. Like, when, like, I say that, like, oh, it's better than, like, 
Goodfellas or Casino, and people look at me crazy. But then I'm like, ah, you don't get it, though. I'm not even going to waste yeah. my time like trying to break this shit down for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, well, that's oh, our episode. Oh, yeah. Before before you break this shit down. I'm not going to break it no, down. Not, I just not, said not, I no, wasn't. <laughs> right? No, not, not, no, I'm saying like say goodbye and everything. Everyone, on Sunday, one of us is going to probably be in a bad mood. And that's because. Oh, yeah. That's because Twiz, the fucking kid, AKK Cartoon, his team is facing mine. The Patriots versus the Chargers. Yeah. So I, I think it's cool for people to kind of know. Yeah, that know. is good. That is good. So so I, I've always, I'm a diehard Chargers fan. He's a diehard New England. So we might not do the episode. We're sorry. Like one of us is going to be Damn, jubilant. That's going to be crazy. <laughs> oh, I, I, honestly, like what what time is the game? I, I don't know, because like, I, I, I don't think we could. I'm not even sure if it's Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> shit on Monday. Because, man, like today when they were playing the Ravens and the Ravens, because like, it was 23 to 3. We were like What's crazy them. is we're both born and bred in Chicago, yeah. and we don't care about the fact that the Bears just lost. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> well, what's dude's name? Corey. Uh, Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey. Oh, I'm going to buy a, a Parkey jersey. <laughs> He's a national hero. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to lose all our viewership after that comment. No, but, but no, I mean, you know, they had a good season. That, that's good for them. But my Chargers are in, and you're in New England nah, Patriots. They, they, they should, the Bears shouldn't have been in the playoffs. It was like, so, my, my thing with the Bears and like Bears fans, and I'm sure there's a lot of Bears fans listening. Stop overhyping it, yeah. like because you're 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 killing it. Like you're killing your team. Yeah. You're killing everything. This team was like so overhyped all season. They had a good season. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy it. The team needs to keep building. See, yeah. by you overhyping it, like what you tell an administration, what you tell the organization, what you tell the team is they don't have to do anything more. That you're content. Yeah. With with what the team is. Nah, make them work for it. Make you, them work for you it. You know what they are is pretty much like a lesser version of the Kansas City Chiefs cuz like their schemes are very uh similar like the the route like the offense like I mean there's similarities but I don't yeah. like I don't think that it's close at all though No no not not even but what I'm saying is Trubisky is starting to you know like I I've, I've talked a lot of shit about Trubisky but he's starting to be like he's starting to look more confident so I'll give him that so I still don't think he's any he's not Mahomes but but still like I think, they, as a Bears fan, you should be happy that they came this far. Like, yeah, honestly, yeah. Come on. I mean, what did you I, think? Yes, did you I, I don't think know. that they were going to beat the Saints? If, I don't know if, like, how have if I was a Bears fan, like for all the seasons of of like weakness. Like to me, I you, would see it if I was a Bears fan. I would see this as shit. You guys should have been did this. Like I don't know, like. I guess I just yeah, look so, at it differently. Uh, I don't think like I w- I would be proud of them. Like yeah, okay, you made the playoffs for one time, and I don't know how many years. Yeah, yeah like well, when there's teams that are going every year, yeah. like to me, it's like not that's not an accomplishment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's how I look at it. But that's the problem. The Bears fans don't look at no, it that way. No. And and I feel like that's part of why the reason the reason why the team continues to suck. Um, yeah. or at least not be as successful as they would like them to be. But, yeah, so next week, Chargers, Patriots. I mean, that's easy money for the Patriots. Never I'm not too worried it. about it. <laughs> but, yeah, so we'll keep you guys posted on that. We're out. 
See you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow. Peace. Peace.